Good morning. All right. Get myself organized here. How many of you love the heat? I know there's some of you out there. Good for you. I don't know if you're saved, but... But good for you. I'm, I'm glad somebody is enjoying this weather. But you got to have the heat to be able to have the cold. If it's always just cold, then you're in Minnesota. All right. Well, I just, yes. I just wanted to say thank you to Alex and Rich Demon. This last couple weeks, we had an issue with our irrigation system, and, you know, it's 100 degrees, and they spent three days figuring it out and fixing it. So thank you guys so much for that. Rich spent part of his vacation to do that, so thank you, Rich. I know you're probably at home recovering, so thank you so much. Um, also, our Empowered Family is coming up in a couple of weeks with the Valentins. You don't want to miss that. You can sign up for that register in the foyer today. It is a free event, but we, if you have kids, we have some stuff for kids, but we need you to register your kids so we know they're coming, so we have enough teachers and activities for them, and then also so we know that you're coming. So you can do that today in the foyer. So let's, leave, let's read a proverb for today. I love reading Proverbs every day. Today's the four, so this is out of Proverbs 4, verse 7. It says, the beginning of wisdom is this. Right? Important thing. Yeah? To listen to what the beginning of wisdom is. You can't get wisdom unless you start somewhere, right? So, the beginning of wisdom is this. Get wisdom. Pretty simple, huh? Get wisdom, though it costs all you have, get understanding. I love how the NASB says it. The beginning of wisdom is acquire wisdom. And with all you're acquiring, so you got to purchase it. you got to do something to get it. Get understanding. So let's go after wisdom. But you have to go get it. It doesn't just drop in your lap. So, that's your proverb for today. Amen. Let's go home now. <laughs> but today, today I, at the end of service, we're doing baptisms, um, which is an amazing thing. It is a very holy and sacred thing, which I know we don't use those terms very often these days, but it really is. And so I'm going to take a few minutes today and talk about baptisms and why we do it. And so, don't check out, please. If you've already been baptized, a lot of us were baptized when we were kids. But really, it's, it's something that we don't just do once. Now, I'm not saying we need to go jump in the water every day and baptize ourselves. But it is something that we should be doing daily in our lives. Jesus said it this way, Luke 9, 23. 
Then he said to them all, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, take up their cross daily, and follow me. See, Jesus paid for our salvation. Our salvation is free, right? Yes? All right, good. I heard this side. I wasn't sure on this side. I heard Joanne, yes. Well, she speaks for this side. Which she is amazing, and I love her. But to follow Jesus costs you something. Your salvation is free, but to follow him costs everything. It says, if you want to be my disciple, you must deny yourself and take up the cross daily and follow me. Which means to follow him, you have to deny yourself. And pick up the cross. And that's what baptism is. See, Jesus loves us so much, he paid the price for us. But to follow him, it costs everything. When the rich young ruler came, the rich guy came to him and said, What do I must do to follow you? And Jesus said, Well, do you do all these things. Do you take care of the poor? You know, do all this different stuff. Do you love me? Do you love other people? He's like, yeah, I've followed the law since I was a kid and I've done it diligently. And Jesus says, okay, go sell everything and follow me. And the guy's like, oh, it's too, too hard. Because to follow Jesus costs everything. You have to give up everything. And see, baptism isn't just an outward expression of what's going on inside. It is that, but it's so much more. And so today I want to go through that. I think it's really important. We kind of can lose the effectiveness of of traditions we do because we don't talk about them as much or we don't really understand the value or the revelation that comes through what we do. Uh, there's a, a guy that I met in Wyoming, precious man. He's a he's a he's an ex biker gang guy. He's big guy, big old beard, tattoos everywhere. But he loves Jesus. He got saved out of the biker gangs, and he's been doing prison ministry for a long time. But last year, a Lutheran church asked him to come be their priest. This guy is the epitome of a biker gang look guy. In the Lutheran church, you know, collar, robe, incense, burning, like the can't, you know, the whole nine asked him to come be their priest. So he's accepted this. And so he had to go to seminary, their seminary, to get a few classes to be able to do this. So he's going. He shows up, and the dean of students is standing outside of his classroom with a file, looking over as students walk by. The guy sees him, closes the file, and he's like, "Uh uh-oh. I'm in trouble already, and I just started. So he walks up to the guy. He's like, hey, are you Bert? And he's like, yeah. He's like, do you do, what do you know about exorcism? (laughs) Bert's like, well, we really don't do exorcism. 
you know, we call it deliverance. It's a little different. And the guy goes, good, will you teach it to our students? It gets better. He goes, what do you think about speaking in tongues? And he's like, well, we believe in it. We believe in baptism of the Holy Spirit. He's like, great, can you teach it to our students? And so, so it, there's so much other great stuff in there. But So what he's doing with his congregation is actually taking them through what the collar means, what the robes mean, what all the traditions they do. They, I mean, they do the incense, lighting the candles. But he's taking them through and teaching them why they did it. What revelation started it? What encounter with Jesus started it? And it all points to him. And they're just seeing God show up in their meetings. And he's talking about incense and lighting candles. Because he's talking about the one it points to. And so we're going to do that a little. It inspired me to do that today. Talk about baptism. And then we're going to do it at the end. Which is amazing. Let me get... So I'm going to quickly get, kind of set it up a little bit. So John the Baptist, how many know John the Baptist? How many know that's not actually his name? That's what he did. That's why we call him John the Baptist. But he was baptizing people. He's calling people to repentance. But there was another reason he was actually baptizing. And here it is. It's John 1, 31. And this is John talking. He says, I myself did not know him, but the reason I come baptizing with water was that he might be revealed to Israel. So the reason he's baptizing, or one of the reasons he's baptizing, is so the Messiah could be revealed to Israel. But how would he know? Well, he tells us, because he's good. John's wonderful. And he says, this is verse 33, and... I myself did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water told me, the man on whom you see the Spirit come down and remain is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. I have seen and I have testified that this is, the God, this is God's chosen one. So John's looking for the chosen one. That's why he's baptizing. And that's why people are coming to get baptized. Because they want to be the one. That's why there's so many people getting baptized. And he's baptizing one after another. And I just start thinking, how discouraging could that have been for John? One after one. He's waiting for the one to show up. But he kept doing it. Why? Because God told him to. He didn't give up on what God told him. He stayed with it. So he keeps baptizing, and then here comes Jesus this is Luke three twenty one. It says, When all the people were being baptized, Jesus was baptized too. And as he was praying, heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my son, who I love. With you I am well pleased. So it finally happens. John is like, Whoo, fine, I get to stop baptizing people. Whoo, my arms are getting tired. He's here. No, he didn't say that, but that would have gone in my head. But So I'm going to go real quickly, kind of three things. Why 
why was Jesus baptized? And then I'm going to apply it to for us. Okay? With me? Okay. John was calling people to repentance. Jesus didn't need to repent. Right? He hadn't sinned. He's a spotless lamb. So here's, real quick, three reasons. There's probably more, but there's the three I want to hit on. First one, he needed to be revealed to Israel. That was one of the points of being baptized, is so he could be revealed to Israel. John told us that. Number two, by being baptized in water, he was demonstrating, not my will, but your will be done. See, he says that when he's going to the cross, but he's demonstrating it here. When he goes in the water, he's prophesying to what his burial is going to be. That he's willing to die. That he is still submitting to the Father. That his life is not his own. He was going to do the will of the Father. No matter what. He was giving up his rights. And he was going to follow the Father. That was part of being baptized. Because right after that, he goes into the wilderness for 40 days and tempted. What is he tempted with? Are you going to do your will or are you going to do the Father's? That's what he's tempted with. But he was baptized to demonstrate, no, I'm giving my rights up. And I'm going to follow the Father. The third thing is he was baptized in the Holy Spirit. It says heaven was opened and the Holy Spirit ascended on him. I, don't, I think we've missed that. He was actually baptized in the Holy Spirit at that point. That's when the Holy Spirit came and stayed with him. And it was a part of actually baptism. And then the Father says, You are my son who, I'm, who I love. With you I'm well pleased. He was pleased with Jesus because he was willing to lay his life down. He hadn't done any public ministry at this point. He didn't need to repent of sin. So he was pleased that he was still going to lay his life down. So what does that mean for us? When we go under the water, we are buried with Jesus. Romans 6, 2. We are those who have died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Jesus Christ... We're baptized into his death. We were therefore buried with him through the baptism into death. See, when we go under the water, we're actually being baptized. We are being buried with him. It's not just a symbolic thing. We're actually saying, Jesus, I am dying with you. I am giving up my rights I am giving up my life of sin. My sins are going to be buried with you. My life is no longer mine. I am dying to self. My old man is being buried today. That's what it is to be put under the water. That's what it represents. That's what's happening in you. Is that we are actually buried with Jesus. First Peter three twenty. To those who were disobedient long ago when God waited patiently in the days of Noah while the ark was being built, 
In it, only a few people, eight in all, were saved through water. And this water symbolizes baptism that, was, that now saves you also. Not the removal of dirt from the body, but the pledge of a clear conscience towards God. It saves you by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Baptism brings us a clear conscience, conscience to God. That's what happens in baptism. That's what happened in Noah's time. See, baptism wasn't, isn't a new thing. It wasn't a new thing when John showed up. But when we're baptized, when we are willing to be buried with Jesus, our conscience is cleared. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. Man, when he's in the room, it's hard to talk. So when we come out of the water, we are resurrected with Jesus. Romans 6, 4. And this one's a little long, but man, it's so powerful. So just bear with me. Just let these words get into your heart. Romans 6, 4. We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. For if we have been united with him in a death like this, we will certainly also be united with him in a resurrection like this. For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body ruled by the sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin. Because anyone who has died has been set free from sin. Now if we, died with Christ, if we died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. For we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. The death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body, so that you obey its evil desires. Do not offer any part of yourself to sin as an instrument of wickedness, but rather offer yourself to God as those who have been brought from death to life. Offer every part of yourself to him, As an instrument of righteousness. For sin shall no longer be your master. Because you are not under the law. But under grace. That is what he's done for us. And when we're baptizing. When we're getting baptized. We are being buried with him. But we're coming alive with him. That we get to live. Without sin being our master. Without the power of sin being in us anymore. We are a new creation when we come out of the water. We're resurrected with him. Galatians 3.26 So in Christ Jesus you are all children of God through faith. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. 
In baptism, we become baptized into Christ. We are also clothed with Christ. And our life is no longer ours. See, that is the power of baptism. We're saying our life is no longer ours. See, in the Middle East, to respond to an altar call can cost you. It can cost you persecution. But being baptized is a death sentence. Because it's pronouncing, my life is not mine anymore. It's all of Jesus. Because it is no longer ours. That's what happens when we are baptized. That's what we're saying. We're dying and Jesus is living in us. Last thing, third thing. What happened when Jesus was baptized? When he came out, the Holy Spirit came upon him. Acts 2, 38. Peter replied, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. See, when we get baptized, there's a gift of the Holy Spirit that comes when you get baptized. It comes. He comes. And see, Jesus himself comes and baptizes you in the Holy Spirit. Because John said... The man who sees the Spirit come down and remain in is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. And Jesus said, I have to go so I can send the Holy Spirit. So it's Jesus himself that actually baptizes us in the Holy Spirit. And that's what happens when we get baptized. It's a holy thing. It's a declaration that our life is no longer ours. And it's a place to be filled with the Holy Spirit. So the three things. We are buried with Jesus. We are burying our old man. And then two, we are resurrected with Jesus. We are a new creation. The third thing is we are filled with the Holy Spirit. Why don't you stand with me? Baptism, water baptism is something we do. But it's something that we can do every day. Jesus said, deny yourself. Pick up your cross daily and follow me. See, the walk with with Jesus is us baptizing every day. Is living our baptism out every day. It's not just a one-off, we did that once, and we move on. It's a lifestyle that we're called to live, to deny ourselves, pick up our cross, and follow him. And to follow him costs everything. So as people are being baptized today, we are celebrating them, making this decision that their life is no longer theirs. That they are going to live in the resurrection of Jesus and be filled with the Holy Spirit. If you want to get baptized today, you can. Even if you didn't plan on it, we have towels and shirts if you want to do that.
Because some of us got baptized with when we were kids and didn't understand what we were doing. Or maybe you got baptized early, but you, you want to get baptized again with a full understanding of what you're doing. Because the Holy Spirit is here. Jesus is here. The King is here. Are we willing to be a church that lays it all down for the King? Are we a church that's willing to be baptized? Which means we give up our rights. We give up our lives to live in Him. Full of the Holy Spirit. So why don't you lay your hand on your heart right now. Say, Holy Spirit, come. Come into my life. Show me where I haven't laid my life down. Jesus, come baptize me in the Holy Spirit. We give you everything. You are the king that gave it up. You gave up your kingdom, your lordship, to be fully man but fully God. To give your life for me. And now I give you my life to be resurrected with you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, this is very important. We want you to be a part of people being baptized. So we need you to go outside. I know it's hot, but there's shade out there. And But I need you to pick up your kids if you have kids so they can also experience this. But please pick them up and then join us out in the, for, out in the courtyard so we can baptize people. It's going to be amazing. The Holy Spirit's already moving. And can't wait. It, it, we, we've, got, we've got to hold on to these traditions, not because they're traditions, but the power of them. It, so people can experience Jesus. Because they point to Jesus. So I'm really asking you, please go out there. Please don't stay here and talk. Go out there and talk so you can be a part of that. Pick up your kids. If you want to be baptized, go right over here. Um, Kathy will be right out in the hallway, can get you set up if you want to get baptized and you weren't planning on it. You can go right out there. But let's get out there and let's baptize these people in the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen? All right. Head on out there now.